Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondre. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with Evan Mick, Gabriel Vondrag, and Joseph Doherty. A another show this week. Congratulations. It's another show. It's another show. This, this is going to be this, the most show of all time. This is going to be one of the shows of all time. <laughs> Congratulations to the Chiefs. Yay! For winning the Super Bowl. I'm so excited and so happy, as you can clearly tell by my voice, about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Yes, because I can be unbiased and be happy for any team winning the Super Bowl. So we are so we are so happy for the Chiefs. This poor fan base had to go almost an entire year without winning a Super Bowl. Thank God that they have won it again. First back-to-back Super Bowl champions since the Patriots in 2003 and four. So and they really, really needed it. They really needed it. They really needed it. It was a tough season for them. They barely won the division. They went eleven and six. They barely got the what is it? The second seed in the AFC. I mean, no, I don't think they the were third, the second. Sorry, seed. they played the six. The second, the third seed. I don't know what they got. But they had to play a playoff game on the road. They did two playoff games on the road. That was incredible. First time ever for them. So. It's just good to see them win the Super Bowl after that sad year that they had. I guess if I'm not being sarcastic, it was quite an impressive run to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just nuts because, I mean, regular season Chiefs didn't think that they were that good. I, I don't no. think anybody thought that they were no, that good. And I, I think that the Chiefs would say that themselves. But, I mean, once they played the Dolphins, they just they, they just looked on. Like, their offense was really good. Travis Kelsey was clicking. You know, Travis Kelsey... He looked During way fantasy better. season when he was on my team. Way better yeah, in the postseason. Yeah, was horrible, my team but in, the last in postseason he was awesome. Especially when he was uh, physically assaulting his 65-year-old head coach. Yeah, that, that is That nuts. was him at his I, best. That's nuts. That was it's wild. funny to me how it's blown over and nobody's, I guess, you know, like they say, winning cures all. Yeah, if Just you, nobody cares if now. They no, no, no. Winning doesn't cure anything. Winning just covers things. I know, and that's why it was... I feel like the Chiefs. I like think if they lost, it would have been a big deal. I know. There's like it feels like there's this like f- fragile veil there's, holding it all together, and underneath that there's actually a lot of tension. But they just keep winning, so it no, it doesn't fall apart. Yeah, there's right? there's so many things that went wrong, and if they wouldn't have won this Super Bowl, everything would have gotten questioned. I know, but if you go, I don't disagree. If you go back to the I'm last, sorry, I don't agree. The last time they lost was Christmas Day against the Raiders. And in that game, you had Kelsey <laughs> throwing his helmet. Um, well, the first time they lost. Complaining with Reed, Andy Reid. The first time they lost was, was to, to the, the Lions, Lions in week one. So mm-hmm. two of their losses this year were to the Lions and the Raiders. Just putting that out there for no apparent reason. <laughs> but, in, but in those games that they lost, you saw the frustration. We saw frustration from, from Kelsey, Reed. Mahomes complaining about the refs after the Bills game. Um, Chris Jones has gotten pretty animated on the sideline at times. There are, like I said, it's it's almost like it's kind of thinly held together, but it doesn't matter because in the end, it didn't. Fall they apart. won the Super Bowl. It, didn't, it barely held they together, the but Bowl. it did hold together. And this game, I know Joe, you were saying they've looked way better in the postseason. The first half, they looked more like they did. In the regular season. Agreed. Especially offensively. Especially yeah. offensively. I think they through their first nine possessions had six points. They yep. couldn't they couldn't get much going on offense until they needed to. And and the whole time we were watching it, I thought the Niners were outplaying them, but the Niners they had the McCaffrey fumble on the first drive. They didn't score yep. there. And just in general, they weren't 
Like they had a chance to put this game away and, and get, yep. you know, to maybe a two score lead more than a 10 point, a 10 point lead is nothing. We know a 10 point, especially lead. when the other team gets the ball at half. Yeah. And, and when they have Patrick Mahomes, I hate to say it, but it's almost like a 10 point lead is exact, you know, 10 points behind is where he wants to be. He's been down in 10 points in all three Super Bowls. Yeah. One. Yep. Yep. So they <sighs> couldn't put the game away. They let the chiefs hang around. They final, you know, they get the, it wasn't a muffed punt, but it was a punt that hit a 49ers player and then the returner couldn't pick it up and the Chiefs get it like that's the break they needed all of a sudden they're right back in the game they score a touchdown there and from that point on it was it was a great game it was a much more exciting game because up to that point it had been pretty boring pretty sloppy on both sides but you just I feel like we all kind of knew if it was going to get close like that and it was going to go to overtime the advantage goes to the Chiefs the advantage goes to Mahomes and Reed They've been there. They've been in those those situations. I just felt like, yeah, at the, at that point, it was inevitable. The Chiefs were going to pull it off. Yeah, I've always kind of said it's tough when you're when you're up, when you're not up, when you're playing way better and you don't have the score to show for it. Because then, when things go wrong, I mean, something's got to go the other way, right? Yep. So when you're up really big and things just aren't going your way, then when the other team is finally starts, you know, the wheels start rolling, they're gonna they're gonna score. I mean, the score it's not out of reach. They didn't. Like you said, in the first half, I really thought that they could have put it obviously not out of reach because, you know, we've seen the 49ers drop some drop some leads before, but you could have put it way you could have had a way bigger gap than they actually did. It was never more than I mean, what was the score? Ten to ten oh. That was it. That was the zero. biggest that lead. Was, that was that was the biggest lead. Ten to zero. Yeah. Just not enough. Not enough. And um I don't know, there's a lot of things you get in could get into. Evan, what are what are some of the key takeaways you had uh one more thing i will say before we get into you know the the little details of the game is i made the mistake of every single round of the playoffs i didn't realize this until today when i was looking back at it i picked the chiefs to lose so i I did too i picked the chiefs to lose the dolphins and that one i picked as an upset then i picked the chiefs to lose the bills because i thought the bills were a better team and i chose them to lose the ravens because i thought the ravens were a better team and then i chose them to lose to the 49ers just because i was holding out hope I I did the same thing. My I couldn't get over my dislike for them, so I wouldn't allow myself to pick them. I probably should have at some point. That would have hurt their chances. But I know that. But yeah. So either way, a lot I picked them because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Unfortunately, congratulations. That is all. I'm not happy about it, but it did happen. I'm not happy, but you're right. I'm not happy, but I'm right. Better to be right than be be happy. I guess. A lot of 49ers, though, kind of in the middle of the game, got hurt. I mean, you had an offensive lineman go down. I can't remember who it was or somebody on the interior. Uh, And then Debo got hurt. Kittle got hurt. And Dre Greenlaw all got hurt. Dre Greenlaw injury was kind of just a freak. That was really really brutal. That was horrible. Joseph, you're a medical guy. I wanted to get your take on that. Is there any kind of... I mean, is there any reason why you are more like predisposed to that injury in a game age. like this? I mean, it's just a age. Um, I mean, but probably, he's, he's talking a, about he's a, a vet. Right? You're talking him? No, you're. Ta- he's a pretty young dude. I don't, I don't think he's, he's like twenty six. He's not like a seven contract, but he's young. You know, young for two weeks. He's not even thirty years old. I no, mean, you're, you're talking about a guy yeah. who like is in the best shape of his life, and you know, doing yeah, everything he can accident. to take care of his body. And yeah, he's twenty six. Twenty six years old. It just happens sometimes. I mean, it doesn't look like his foot slipped. Does the adrenaline? Does any of that? I mean, you he know, takes a weird step. Like, you know, he was like jumping up and then he caught his foot weird. I'm um, so, you know, for I mean, two like, weeks, for two weeks, they don't really practice. Like, I would imagine that they don't practice super hard. They were flying around. Were they in practice? Both, no, 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 no. I'm saying oh. in this game, you could, you noticed it. 
how fast everybody was moving. There was obviously a different Tempo. I mean it's it's that Super Bowl kind of whatever the moment, yeah. but the 49ers defense especially what they were flying around. I mean Fred Warner, yeah, I mean and Greenlaw, Bosa, Bosa, all of them. It, it really showed at the end of the game when you saw how tired everybody was on both sides. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not going to pretend I know why that happened. I think it it's was just, just kind a freak. of it's really I think just, it was just a freak, a freak accident a freak thing more than anything. You know, maybe he was sitting down for a little bit, got a little cold before and I mean, it's just a that it was just something that ha- happens. Yeah, that injury definitely hurt them because of course. Yeah, I mean, they limited Kelsey to one yard in the first half, and I think that he would have got rolling a little bit in that second half, but not as much as he did. Because I mean, when you have somebody on both sides that has the ability to, in theory, cover Kelsey, because Warner's more the cover guy, but Greenlaw, I mean, they stopped the run well, okay, in the second half, not quite as well, but the coverage is where I would say that they lacked right over the middle of the field because. Greenlaw and and Warner play like 80%, 90% of most of these games. Yeah. And they play a 4-2 like the entire game. So those are the guys that are, literally have all the game action pretty much the entire season in any plays that matter. So losing that guy, huge. Bigger than pretty much, I would say, any, yeah, any especially, secondary position. Especially during the game. You know, you lose them in practice or you lose them at the end of last game and then you don't have them. You ha- yeah, you you're not even prepared. Time, yeah. I mean, they plan for two weeks to play the Chiefs with, with Greenlaw. Yeah, I think and it, for him to get injured in such a such a bad way and such like a I don't know what the word is, but just like avoidable way, you know, like I, I mean, mean is, while it, is it avoidable though? Uh, yeah, Something. but I'm just saying it just didn't happen like while he was playing. Like I, I don't know I mean, if yeah, I'd just say running running like, onto the field. It, right. I mean, yeah, I'm saying heart goes out to the guy. That's yeah, that's really I, and tough. that's a horrible injury to have, uh, especially this late in the player, season. This late in the season, it's going to affect him into next season. I don't. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know that he'll be able to play unless I mean, they might not be able playoffs. to play if it's an, if it's an 11 month thing it would be what playoffs yeah, yeah second maybe. round of playoffs right. maybe or yeah. he talks to aaron Rodgers' guy and and he's, he's back he's back, back in four weeks seven weeks <laughs> he's back for pre-season. he's back for otas yeah what about the debo injury i mean he kind of looked like he pulled his hamstring and yeah, they, I'm, yeah. I'm they, surprised he they got back him back in. out there i'm surprised he got back in he didn't quite look as as fast i thought at he least. couldn't he i it just the plant like was not there, but he looked still like an athlete. Like he wasn't, he didn't look like he was just jumping on one leg the entire time. He didn't look like he was limping, but he also wasn't getting any separation. Yeah. Other than that one throw that Purdy overthrew, the one where Debo was Jimmy Garoppolo. open. <laughs> yeah. The woman Debo was open on the wheel. Could have been a touchdown. Oh yeah. 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 Worried. worried other than that, face. other than that, he wasn't getting separation. And I would say the Niners receivers in general, weren't getting a ton of separation. So I will give credit to the Kansas city defensive backs. They've been excellent all year and Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, um, especially those two stepped up and, and made a lot of big plays McDuffie for sure. Cause I, I can think of multiple plays where, I mean, yeah, he had the ball that he, he batted away. In I think the it was zone. the one on one with him and Debo Samuel and then he had the third down at the end of the game when it was third and four, and the Niners pick it up. They have a good chance of running the clock down and the kicking a field goal. And yeah, McDuffie blitzed and bats the ball down. That was that was a huge play. It was it was kind of the difference in the game, and it was the reason the Chiefs got another chance to go down and tie it up and, and send it to overtime. So great game yep. from those two. I I didn't understand yeah why Kittle they it's like they weren't even trying to give him the ball. And in, in my mind. Yeah. George Kittle is too good of a player to just say that, oh, they took him out of the game. You know, in, in the first half, it was, yeah, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle didn't do anything, but the Chiefs started basically like force-feeding the ball to Travis Kelsey to get him into the game, and it paid off. By the end of the by the end of it, he had close to 100 yards receiving and I think eight catches, but he was a huge factor in the second half. In my mind, George Kittle 
is too good of a player to just not even try to get him involved yeah, in the yeah. game. And I know you have a lot of talent on offense, but Kittle, Kittle and Debo Samuel, and I know, yeah, Samuel got hurt, and then Kittle got hurt too. You just didn't get very much from those guys in this game. Ayuk, I, I think, had three catches for close to 50 yards. He had some big first downs. But other than that, it was all McCaffrey. Yeah. All McCaffrey and, and uh, Juwan Jennings. Jennings. Super Bowl Jennings. MVP. And again, again, a lot of that, I'm not just going to say that, you know, that was the Niners not playing well. It was the Kansas, it was the defense. Kansas City's defense played well the way they have all year. See, I think so too. But I also, with the George Kittle thing, you think of coverage, how good people are in, in coverage, and you don't think of the Kansas City linebackers. Like I mean, they're they're not fine, really. but that's not that's not their strong suit. I mean, no, no. So I mean, Willie Gay's good. They didn't they didn't really try to get. I didn't really think that they tried too. to. So was Bolton. Yeah. To move the tight ends out in space enough. I mean, they're not bad, but that's not what that's no, not I what agree. they are. I agree. I just feel like there's got especially when you have Kittle. There had to be. There's I mean, no, they had there's, Juszczyk getting the ball more yeah. than. I just I mean just I, as and much. I don't know maybe yeah, just as many catches. Maybe Kittle was hurt coming into the game. That was that I, was what I had also considered. I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe not. But either way, we've talked about the Niners being the Avengers on offense, and you didn't get much out of you. Did you barely got anything out of Debo Samuel and George Kittle? And injuries played a factor in both of those, but that hurts. If the Niners can't win the Super Bowl, I, I know I talked about this last week, but now that it's actually happened, I, I don't know if they can. Like I don't know. It's hard to see. I know that. I know that we were talking about how. Brock Purdy's still on a rookie contract and will be for two more years, but I mean it's hard to. I mean this is going to be and this was tough the, they were they were healthy and like were I mean healthy. going into this game they were, they were healthy, healthy going in and they had they had all the all the other players. I mean this was when you go into a game like this with all of your stars healthy and then you don't win. That's when that's when the questions start. Like the reason the Bengals haven't been back is because the one year that they made it was the healthiest they had been. And you know, yeah. I still think with obviously with Joe Burrow, they could still pretty easily find their way back. But I mean, when you look at how healthy they were that year, that's that's part of the biggest reason why they made it. Yeah, yeah I was thinking about it from a historical standpoint. Now with with Kyle Shanahan, he's been to two Super Bowls as a head coach and one as a coordinator. I think. Yeah. Lost all three, and it's in bad ways. Yeah, all of them. All leading. of them. All of them had leads and, and ended up losing it. One was. Yeah, twenty eight to three is a lot worse. <laughs> That's when he was a coordinator. And it's tough. It's hard to think about because on one hand, you look at Andy Reid, and Andy Reid went twenty years in the NFL as a head coach and and never won a Super Bowl. Made it to one with the Eagles, made it to a lot of NFC championship games and and lost. And that was the knock on Andy Reid, right? Was he he couldn't win the big one, eventually gets the right quarterback, and he's changed the narrative on on his career and and who he is. But other, you know, looking back at other head coaches in the NFL, the the normal the more typical thing is the guys who who like start losing a lot of them, they don't get one. I mean, Dan Reeves went to multiple Super Bowls, Marv Levy, Bud Grant, all guys, head coaches that went to like three, four, five Super Bowls, and they never won one. So I hope that, yeah, Kyle Shanahan isn't this generation's, you know, that head coach, that guy who's, you know, great, great in the regular season and can get there, but never wins a Super Bowl. But losing it again is tough. I, I you know. I don't. I'm, I don't know what that's like. Obviously, I'm not him. I'm not on that team. I don't know what that's like psychologically. Um, I'm sure they'll be back. They're they're super talented. I'm not not saying like I'm sure they'll be back in the Super Bowl, but they're going to be a good they'll team. Be competitive. Like, they're going to be a good team. They're not yeah. just going to like fall off a cliff and, and become terrible. But yeah, I feel like yeah. Every time you lose it, it just makes it it makes it a little bit harder because you know how hard it is to get there and then to get that close and 
and have your heart ripped out again is that's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing about Andy Reid is that he got that, you know, that quarterback. Now we look at Kyle Shanahan and yeah. you look and you say, he's probably handled his quarterback situations pretty poorly. And we don't really know exactly, you know, everything that happened with Trey Lance, a lot of yeah, chaos. Wh- whether that was his choice but, or yeah, but he, somebody else. Apparently, like a year before with the Trey Lance thing, they invested the number three overall pick. This guy's a freak athlete. He has to develop as a passer. You know you have to develop him. And Kyle Shanahan goes and says, by the way, our, our undrafted quarterback or our Mr. Irrelevant quarterback is the best quarterback on a roster. Like he said that while Trey Lance was still there. So, I mean, not to just like, you know, take assumptions, but did he not invest enough in Trey Lance? Was there a chance that Trey Lance could have been that guy at the time and they, you know, didn't buy into him? I mean, you look at Andy Reid, he got the quarterback. You look at Kyle Shanahan and you say, maybe he can never get that guy because they they won't get him. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, is different, right? I mean, he's already a basically established himself as the second best quarterback of all time with a very good chance to go down as the best. I mean, and he's, yeah, he's, he's special. I mean, yeah, he's not, he's not Brock Purdy who's very much reliant on the, on the system of the offense. Like Mahomes, yeah, has shown that he can win putting up flashy numbers this season. He showed he can win when things are not perfect around him. He doesn't have a lot of weapons and you know, they got to lean on their defense as a team. And yeah, you feel like Mahomes, regardless of who else is on the roster, the Chiefs are going to have a chance as long as he's their quarterback. That's pretty much that's where they're at. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, like Patrick Mahomes don't grow on trees. Yeah. I mean, this is you're right. talking about a once in a generation type guy. So I mean, yeah, teams can talk about finding the next Patrick Mahomes. Where, but like, you probably won't. That guy doesn't come that's, around. That's not a guy. That guy doesn't that's come around real. often. You know? Yeah. There's like there's just not that many guys out there that are really great at it. You know. Yeah. So for the 49ers to have Brock Purdy, who's good, I mean, there's no reason that he's not going to be their quarterback for, in my mind, for the foreseeable future. I think he will be, especially if he takes a a team-friendly deal after he gets off his rookie contract. I think he could be their quarterback for for quite a long time. And and like we've said, they can win with him. They could have won this game. Yeah, it's not like... He played well enough in this game for them to win. I mean, yeah, like he missed... The one play that really stands out is, is... for me, it was the miss to Debo Samuel, but even then, you had Chris Jones bearing down on you, and which is a whole other thing to talk about. I think Chris Jones, Chris, if the Chiefs lose Chris Jones, that could be big for them because I think he's an insane game changer on defense, a guy that you can put anywhere on the defensive line, and in big games and big moments, he seems to just find another gear where he can step it up, and yeah, on a third down late in the game, he'll just turn it on and destroy who's ever in front of him and ruin whatever you're trying to do on offense, whether it's throwing the ball or running the ball. So, Yeah, I kind of thought that the Chiefs' interior defensive line played amazing as a whole. Definitely, obviously, Chris Jones, the best of that, but that entire inside, like there was no no really running room, especially in that second half. I mean, there was a couple <laughs> – I can't remember the play, but I remember this play that it was like just this big guy just, just grabs Christian McCaffrey and just drags him down. Yeah, they made it tough the whole game. He only, I think he averaged less than four yards a carry. Yeah, he did. So, I think his yeah his longest run of the game was eleven yards. So you know we, we talk about with McCaffrey, you just got to stay at it, right? You got to stay at it because eventually he'll break one. He never really broke one. And he's still like right. you you watch the game and hear like he played absolutely amazing. He played outside of the yeah the fumble on the first drive. He had a great game. Yeah, and that drive in overtime as they were just running the ball, you know, just taking short chunks to get all the way down the field. I really want you know. I thought they were going to score a touchdown. I really wanted them to score a touchdown. Unfortunate for them 
unfortunately for them, they stalled and had to settle for a field goal, and that was the difference at the end of it. But yeah, the, no, the Chiefs didn't make it easy. It was not it was not easy for them to run the football. No, Nick Bosa played an absolutely great game as well. Talking about defensive linemen, forced Mahomes yep. to run horizontally. There was only really one play where he got a little bit too aggressive and left a wide open rush lane for Mahomes. But other than that, like individual play, I think Nick Bosa played absolutely phenomenal. Played lights out. Yeah, both I yeah, I think both defensive lines played yeah. really well. For the Niners, yeah, they did better than anybody else I've seen for most of the game. They kept the way they were able to keep Mahomes in the pocket and then when he did decide to take off and run, they were there like ready to get off their blocks and take him down. As the game wore on, you know, late in the game and into overtime, he was able to break a couple of runs. I think that was just a fatigue thing. They couldn't just couldn't quite keep up and he was able to get some first downs and they looked tired. Everybody, everybody, that, everybody looks so tired. Uh, drive mm-hmm. in overtime. You're almost as sweaty as Usher during halftime. Oh, get that man a towel. That was <laughs> was I only knew one song. I, I guess I'm just not quite old enough. I, I like know three. I know be... like four or five Usher songs, but I didn't know the one. Or I know like three Usher songs, but I didn't know. I only knew Yeah when they out of the yeah, ones he played. Same. Played I OMG. Just, I know that one. I don't know. But he only one. played it for like. 15 seconds. Well, then, should we? I think we should just stop talking about the game and spend the rest of the time breaking down the halftime show. <laughs> Alicia Keys missed her uh she, her, she first, had a, her first note was she horrible. Had a, was like, she had a really bad voice crack and get this, the NFL on their it. their YouTube channel, I don't know, they went they went in there and corrected the audio. So now it sounds like she didn't have a voice crack if you go back and watch the video. Which honestly But those of us who saw it live, we know. Honestly, it's fair. No. I don't know, is it? I don't know. Do we even care? I, I don't care at all. I don't either. Well, thank you for listening to Outside Source <laughs> Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We'll be back after this short break. Hello and welcome back to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Still talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, talking about Kyle Shanahan's choice to receive the ball and how the 49ers didn't really know quite the overtime rules yeah how do we know that the uh, 49ers didn't know the rules they, they come out a lot of a, a lot, lot of the they, players said that i think seven players come out and say that they were like they don't know i know kyle use was one of them who was like i didn't know the rules it's also but did it really that, matter if no, they knew the rules like I, it doesn't matter like they would have done the same thing i think right you, i mean if you kick a field goal you the can, game's not over you can justify the decision either way i think the biggest criticism is people are saying that he shouldn't have taken the ball first he should have treated it more like college overtime yeah. well what do you think about and that? let the chiefs well I, I think what made the most sense to me was your defense was just on the field and they were obviously gassed he didn't want to put the defense back out there because he felt like you were guaranteeing the chiefs were going to go down and score a touchdown you felt like you couldn't stop him at that point and his his rationale was we wanted to get the ball third right because both right. teams are going to get a chance and ideally you want to you know match the score they messed up by only scoring a field goal and then allowing the Chiefs to score a touchdown which obviously ended the game the idea is you know 49ers score a touchdown Chiefs score a touchdown and then whoever scores next after that ends the game at that point it's sudden death so his thought was yeah we wanted to be the ones to possess the ball third the Chiefs have now said after the fact that had the Niners scored a touchdown and the Chiefs matched that touchdown. They were going to go for two anyways. They would have gone for two to try to end the game, which huh. I, I probably agree with that. I think, yeah, that would have been the smart thing I don't to do. That. None of it matters because the Niners didn't score a touchdown. They only scored a field goal, leaving the door open for the Chiefs to go down and win the game, and they did. 
It does sound like in general the Chiefs were more prepared, which is easy to do after the. It's easy after the fact when you win the game to say, "Oh yeah, we had, you know, we had plans for this. We had plans for that. this. Is what we would have done." Um, At the same, I don't time, know if it's true. It's probably true, but yeah, it sounds. It sounds like the Chiefs and Andy Reid had their team had his team more prepared to how to handle uh, the playoff, the overtime playoff rules, in the th- way that they're different. It, it sounds like it's something that they had covered, whereas the 49ers, it wasn't really something they covered. But at the same time, right after, there's only one Chiefs player who I've heard say, yeah, I didn't really know, and that was McCole Hardman. After he scored, the game-winning touchdown was like, yeah, I didn't know that that ended the game. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had no idea that the Seriously? game was over. 100%. He had no idea. There's been a lot of 49ers players have been like, we didn't even know the rules. I think there's two players on the 49ers, though, who have to know the overtime rules, and that's what matters. It's Purdy and McCaffrey, because then you have to know how much risk you're going to take going into each play, and I didn't hear either one of them as players who didn't know. I would say especially Purdy, because you have to know, you know, on each play, do I need to throw this deep? Um, how much? How valuable is a field goal right now type thing? But those, th- other than those two guys, I would say it's not that important that the offensive line knows <laughs> what the overtime rules are. I mean, their jobs no. are the same. You got you to gotta go block. It's not, you know, die, dire. Maybe it's better if Debo knows them, but if he didn't, Kyle Juszczyk doesn't know him, you know, I don't think it's game ending. Don't think it's, you know, I, I think it's okay. Well, I, don't, I think that's over exaggerating, not knowing what's, what's going on. Regardless in any situation, you want to be the best prepared team, right? And so you would want everybody on the same page and understanding what the rules are in the overtime, what, it's, what it, it takes to win a game. Better if they do, but I don't, think I feel like the NFL still hasn't quite figured out overtime, you know? Yeah. As for Pers- personally, I like the college overtime better. But Joe had a went during the game. You had a good response to that, or like why you think that the NFL does it right because yeah, it kind of well, it makes every facet of the game important. Well, it's actually still. yeah, it's our friend Jack, right? He's the one that Jack's picks this because I I think that the college overtime rules are awesome, and I think it's a great environment. They are but fun. It does take out the fact that you have to drive the field, and it takes out yeah. Um, a good chunk of the game. It makes special teams obsolete, except for maybe it a field It's goal. basically how good is your red zone how offense. How good is your red zone offense, right. Yeah. You don't have to drive the field. You don't have to deal with like a, a fourth and 10 from the 50, right? You might yeah. deal with a fourth and goal, but like you're yeah. going for the end zone. Like either way, you're you already know? in field goal range. Like you're guaranteed to have right. a field goal when you start on the 25 right. going right. in. And yeah, the rules are so that you can't really do that after what the second overtime. You can't kick a field goal, or is it after the first? I think you have to I go for. Touchdown. I don't know. It's like eventually you have to go for a touchdown, like and then eventually and then you have to go for two, right. and then it's only two point conversion. I just think that how much scoring happens in college overtime it sometimes does, when it, it goes to like five overtimes, it's awesome. <laughs> that's just my opinion, but I, I do understand. I mean, that's the best argument I've heard for the NFL uh, overtime rules because the Chiefs just dominated. I mean, they dominated the Niners' defense on that drive. Drove all the way down the field and scored a touchdown, you know? Yeah. Uh, So I would say, as for Shanahan's decision, I mean, first of all, there's no analytics, you know, for what to do right now because this has never happened. This is the first year they've had that rule, and this is the first overtime they've gone into. So nobody knows. And the other, like, I don't remember if it was experts or coaches, but I remember seeing, like, if you wanted the ball first, it was like the experts or coaches were split, like, 48% to 52%. So it's really close on... Do you want the ball first or second? I said that I would rather have the ball first because there's three scenarios in which that gives me an advantage. If both teams score a touchdown, if both teams score a field goal, or if neither team scores. Because then all you need is a field goal to win it, not even a touchdown. Because yeah. then the game the game's over. Yep. But I will say, 
the nice thing about the NFL overtime rules is that the college overtime rules clearly give the advantage to the team that has the ball second. Yeah. Right? It's the, a, yeah, no, nobody takes the ball first yep. in well, college overtime. In the NFL overtime rules, although there may be an advantage off for getting the ball first and getting the ball second, there are completely different advantages. And one might be better, but we don't know that yet, obviously, because we've only seen it. It's kind of yeah. a coin flip. We've only seen it one time, but they have two very different advantages. That way you know either I have to go for it on fourth down if we get the ball second, or how how you know risky do I have to play it. Or if you get the ball first, you're like, well, on our third drive, now we can score. I like the college overtime rules better, but I think that that's a, also a decent argument for keeping the NFL overtime rules. Yeah, but college, I mean, they try to even it out where like, you know, if you start on offense, then you're second on offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, second yeah, yeah. second yeah. overtime, right? You go like the, offense, defense, 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 offense, offense right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to solve the issue in here of how to <laughs> properly end a game that's tied. Uh, either way, if you're the 49ers or if you're anybody, you better score a touchdown on your first drive in overtime, especially if you're playing the Chiefs because I can pretty much guarantee you that they're going to down and go down and score a touchdown. Yeah. Patrick so. Mahomes. Field, field goal doesn't mean much. Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowls, three 10-point comebacks, which we've already talked about a little bit, but the Chiefs scored on their last four drives straight. So I think it was like the very end of the third quarter, like the last like maybe 10 seconds, and then every drive in the fourth quarter, both drives in the fourth quarter and then overtime. I mean... I, <laughs> You don't score much in the first, and then you can't stop them in the fourth quarter. That was. I think. I think fatigue plays a, is a part of that, but the other part of that is Andy Reid had some insane play calls and designs. You know, the decision to run that read option where Mahomes kept the ball it was like a twenty-something yard run in the third quarter. That was a great play. I mean, the Chiefs haven't run that. I mean, I don't think they've put that play on tape in in years. You know, that's just like when you sit on and. You know how smart by Reed to pull it out in that moment, and both of their touchdowns were guys wide open, right? I mean, they were schemed right. so well that yeah, you get Marquez Valdez Scantling wide open in the end zone, and then for the win, you run the same play that you did against the Eagles last year, where yeah, you run that fake jet motion, runs out to the flat, and there's there's nobody there. He's wide open, so that's why I think Andy Reed is the best, not only play caller but also play designer because. He just makes it easy for those guys. I mean, they they nobody even had to make us. There was no spectacular throws or catches. It's just guys wide open in the end zone. Now, so, hear me out. Is Kadarius Tony one <laughs> of the greatest receivers in our generation? Him and Chase Claypool. Yes. He does have more Super Bowls, Super Bowl rings than Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. Aaron Rodgers, a couple others. Aaron Rodgers, just combined, like, not even combined, re- not even receive. You know, yeah, just receivers. Just think NFL legends. He's got. You also got to think like Garrett Blunt's in that conversation too. He won. He won two Super Bowls back to back with two yeah. different teams. I don't know where I just pulled the Garrett Blunt out of, but I was just thinking about. I was just thinking about like <laughs> decent players decent have, players that have multiple rings. Lashawn McCoy has two. Say bugs, doesn't he? Didn't uh, Lashawn McCoy get a? Lashawn McCoy got one with the. He Bucks. got one with the Bucks, yep, and I think he got one he with got the one Chiefs. With the, he got, Ooh, yeah, he got Did two. He, he might have got two. I think, I think LeSean McCoy ended his career with two Super Bowls. I that is ring right. chasing at its finest. It was right back there. to back in two Super Bowls that he didn't play in. You know who I feel bad for is Julio Jones. I got a ring chasing with the Eagles, and then they just fall off a cliff. Yeah, he should have gone to the Chiefs. Tough. I have a just a sneaking suspicion that Kadarius Tony might 
not be on the Chiefs roster next year. What do you year. mean? He's a two-time Super Bowl I champion. don't know. I just have a feeling. I, I don't know if I it's, get that crazy I don't know if it's because too. he was a healthy scratch all throughout the playoffs. Um, I'm he's, telling you right now. He's a little bit of a, a distraction. The Chiefs have two more wins if Kadarius Toney never played. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> the Lions. The Lions, the Lions. And, the, uh, and the Bills. Without, no, with, without Kadarius Tony, there's no adversity, right? Like this is just another regular season for the yeah, Chiefs, right. where they sort of dominate everybody. And well, not only did their Super offense, had to, not had only was their offense bad, but their off- the biggest adversity they had to come over was, was a receiver, receiver on their own core. team. My God, it makes you a better team. You got to you got to come together. You figure out who the real leaders are on the team. Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, wow, Kadarius Tony, you tipped a ball to Brian Branch, who scored a touchdown, and we lost by one point. <laughs> and you let me let me think. Was that big? Yes. And then you drop a then he drop I don't know. He dropped like a first down. He dropped a first down right at the end of the end. game coming across the field. Offsides on a freaking spectacular play by Travis Kelsey. Good for Kadarius though. He's got I don't got two Super Bowl rings. He's got two Super Bowl rings. That's two more than I got. I don't yep. like Travis Kelsey. I don't either. I never He's becoming have. unlikable. I've never been a fan of him because well, well as a, as a Raiders fan from the first time he started scoring touchdowns against them like 10 years ago. I never liked his attitude. I always thought he was a little bit of a show off. Now everybody doesn't like him. He's kind of a punk. And I'm here for it. He's kind of a punk. But he's the one who's laughing because now he has three Super Bowls. And the most and, playoff catches of all time. And he's got, yeah, all those records and yada, yada, yada. So, And his podcast is insanely popular. And he makes $20 million a year promoting drugs on for Pfizer, <laughs> which is more than he makes being a Kansas City Chief. <laughs> Moving on, Forty yeah. um, ers <laughs> He does make a lot of money. Missed a couple, couple really big blitz pickups. I mean, talk about the one at the end. I know, shocking, with, right? Steve Spagnolo is blitzing on third down in big games. I Nobody's, know. Who would ever seen that before? Nobody would have thought that. The other uh, one that I think of is the Forty ers This isn't even a blitz. I mean, Chris Jones was playing D tackle in between the uh, the guard and the center, the guard and the tackle, and just regular pass rush, and they don't block him. End of the was, ga- that was near the end of the game. Some kind of serious miscommunication Brandon Ayuk there. Womp, womp. came wide open. If they would have, if he would have had more time, if he would have had more time to throw the ball, Brandon Ayuk was, was wide open in the back of the end zone. I think it was Snead that was covering him. He'd absolutely broken him, and they didn't have any safety help. So, well, but, like I said on the Debo Samuel play when he was wide open, the reason that it was, and I think there was another one. Are you ta- are you talking about the one to Ayuk? When he was like deep, it wasn't a pass to Ayuk. It like the ball oh. didn't go. Get well, there was one where he did. He did try to throw it to Brandon Ayuk, but both times the throws were off because Purdy was rushed. And I, I don't know if it was Chris Jones both times. I know it was Chris Jones at least once, but basically his clock was sped up because of yeah pressure from the interior and and blitzes. That's when you know that's what you try to do on defense. Have the coverage and the front work hand in hand. Sometimes if the coverage isn't bad, the line picks up for it by getting pressure and. Maybe when the pressure is not there, the coverage makes up for it by covering by covering on the back end. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, yes, Steve yeah. Spagnolo though. Uh, everybody's taking our outside source football take. They obviously listen to our show. Yeah, in secret because well, because I don't listen to other shows and and take their base my ideas <laughs> base my ideas off of them. <laughs> Look, we're all saying the same five things. Okay. Yeah, we are. But, but Steve Spagnolo, another great defensive game. Just just hats off to him. So how well did Brock Purdy play? So he did. He played like he did most of the year when he was not under pressure and there were open receivers. He hit them, which is 
a lot more difficult than I'm making it sound right now. I mean, as an NFL quarterback, he was consistently, you know, hitting hitting open guys, uh, the, uh, using his athleticism to a decent level. But there weren't really very many like game breaking plays, especially not this game. There were really not any game breaking plays. I don't love the whole game manager thing because I think that that's a bad title because he plays pretty well out of structure actually. Um, but I think that the he's not the superstar. He's a good quarterback and he's definitely the greatest Mr. Irrelevant of all time already. But as a starting QB, he's decent. I give him a lot of credit though. He did not fold in the moment. So he played fine. It wasn't like he's the reason they lost, but they didn't, you know, put the ball in his hands at the end of the game to, in order to, they didn't put all the pressure. The pressure wasn't on Purdy. Purdy was just trying to get through everything and keep his team in the game and have the superstars win the game. I think the question is not, whether Purdy played well or not. I think the real question is, how does this affect LeBron James' legacy? <laughs> <laughs> now that, yeah, is, I don't, I mean, now that I, is a question. We, I feel like we're all in agreement on Purdy. He's a good quarterback, maybe not great. Um, reminds me of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins ran Shanahan's offense well in Washington. Purdy's running it well here. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like he's built in the mold of a guy like Kirk Cousins. Play play well within the offense and maybe every once in a while you got to ad lib i think he, sh- he showed that in the playoffs that and he did all year that yeah he's maybe a little bit better of an improviser than people give him credit for he can move around a little bit he makes he finds guys downfield after breaking the pocket um i mean yeah i don't think it was his fault it was not his fault that they lost this game it's not like he made some horrible error uh patrick mahomes was just better the chiefs were just better late in the game all right, so I'm going to talk. So that means that I'm probably going to relate this back to the Lions. Please do, because I am so sick. But, of, I am so sick of talking about the Chiefs in the four. I think we but, I have said everything I can possibly say about these two teams, and but, I'm done. Uh, I do think that Brock Purdy um, was not as good as he needed to be to win, which I think is not going against what you guys said. But I think that the biggest difference is that the cornerback for the Chiefs did not actively tip the ball to the receiver on that on that wheel route to Debo and he was expecting uh Vildor to come out of nowhere and just like tip it up to him because he overthrew him and then that kind of ended up being the difference anyway that's all I think I think the biggest play in the game was the punt that essentially became muffed yeah we can that oh yeah that that changed that changed the game and the worst part is is that it wasn't even muffed it was just like it just just, it was a freak it was was just a freak accident yeah, we a break that went the Chiefs' way. Talk about all special teams. I mean, imagine being Jake Moody right about now. Great. Yeah, there was a lot of really good on the special teams in this game you, on both sides. You hold the record for longest kick in the Super Bowl <laughs> for about for like two a, quarters, a quarter, and not a even half. two quarters. I think it was a quarter and a half, and an hour and a half of real time. Then you lose that, and then you get a PAT blocked, and then you lose the game. That's the worst. But string it wasn't. Of events. I, like, Moody hit two field goals over fifty yards. Oh yeah, it was. He and played, he's not been very consistent. He played. He played a fine game overall, but the blocked extra point. Do you, as a kicker, do you blame that on him? It's are, a, are you I saying was, was the trajectory depends. of the ball the problem? I would say it's both because you can block that better and you can kick it better. I would say I would say it's a little bit of both because it would have went in. I think, mm. but it's so that's that's one of those that's it's like, like it's like, hard to place blame. As like, the kicker, you look at that and you say that that's my fault because you want every kick to be high and untouchable by the defense, especially at a PAT, but I would say it was definitely a little bit of both. But at the same time, Harrison Butker's 57-yard field goal never got like 10 feet off the ground. That one was low. I mean, it went right guy. I mean, we're talking about luck. I think it was Randy Gregory's hand is right there. It's like two centimeters away from being blocked. Like 
full on blocked by his whole hand. Yeah, that was, and that it was, goes right by his hand and just travels like the, a missile at the same height, and he makes it. Yeah, that one the kick wasn't pretty, and the blocking was great, but it wasn't the blocking; it was you know a little bit of luck, some somewhat. But no, I, it's, I when mean, it, I thought it was going to be short because the ball never got. I mean, it looked so low on the ground, but it just kept you know driving, driving at yeah. that same yeah. height. But great punts. I mean, I remember Chris Conley had a couple of great tackles. Um, as a gunner for the 49ers, any downed one, you know, inside the five yard line, a lot of really good, good special teams yeah. in this game. Very, I mean, con- very consequential, right? You talk about the 49ers. We've talked about all their superstars and the guys making plays is Jawan Jennings, two touchdowns, one pass, one reception, and then Conley with a really long catch on a, I think it was a corner route, yeah, for a first down, and then. Two great special teams plays, one in the tackle and one down in the ball. In the yeah, at, at one point late in the game, we were our discussion was whether or not Juwan Jennings or Chris Conley should be the MVP. Yeah, if the 49ers won. <laughs> for, I think for a while. Maybe Nick Bosa. We yeah, thought both, for a little bit there. Yeah, but. It was a low-scoring game. For a while, was Juwan Jennings not the favorite? I think he was kind of the favorite after he caught that touchdown. I think after he caught the touchdown, yeah, but. Um, in overtime, when Christian McCaffrey yeah, ran yeah. all over, I was like, "It's got to be, it's got to be him." If the Niners won, it was, if the it Niners was gonna be, winning, it was gonna be McCaffrey. Yep. Is there anything else that that you wanted to talk about? Anything else in your list, Gabriel? I never wanted to talk about any of this. I was <laughs> We're just, at like twenty minutes. I was contractually obligated to talk about the big game, all of it. Are <laughs> we? Are we almost? Are we running low on we time? Got, we got about two minutes left. About two minutes. Anything? Any Raiders, last minute Raiders, thoughts? Raiders, Raiders on the Raiders. You want to talk about the? Like just Vegas in general, we there were nobody. There were no issues with the field. All right, let's talk about. Oh yeah, yeah first of all, the field, the field. The field was field good. Was great. Field was great. Well, other unless than for, you're other than Green, 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 Green Law. Maybe we could talk about that turf versus grass. Is there any real difference? Maybe not. Especially the, after the, that one. The no. statistics say not really. Um, I think did that. anybody get arrested? Well, I know for sure that there was at least one one streak who got arrested. I think, I think there were two guys. Running out there, there were two. One that's guy, I, one guy flipped heard. over and put his hands right behind his back because he knew he was getting arrested. I don't think they made it very far. Apparently, they only got to about the ten yard line. Ugh. We needed Kevin Harlan out there to call it. Romo and Nance were kind <laughs> no, of ap- apathetic. They didn't. They didn't even talk about they it. Took they took the, during they, a play. That is disgraceful. They took the high road. Yeah, I needed Joe Buck to say that that is a disgrace. That is a disgrace. Disgust- that is a disgusting act. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, he, I wonder if he Rand- fake pulled down his pants. Do you think Randy Moss and Joe Buck have ever sat down? I don't to talk know. about that. That's such like a wild reaction. They probably have at some point. What a great reaction! Yeah, the commercials, Super Bowl commercials. Oh yeah, were just famous people. They were all kind of like, oh my gosh, every it was either a famous person or <gasps> futuristic. But we missed. Okay, so we missed one of the best commercials because we all watched this together. Have you seen the Duolingo commercial? No. There's a Duolingo commercial, and it's just what is that? Duolingo, it's like an app. It's the owl, right? Yeah, it's the owl. And it's have a, you seen the memes about that? It's look, like it's like, oh, you haven't practiced your Spanish today. I have your family held captive no, in my I, basement. I, you better practice your Spanish for thirty minutes. It's Duolingo. I, I we missed that commercial. We was must have funny? been on the, on the Nickelodeon app for like oh, during during this one, and we were talking about it. What a great maybe, maybe we'll miss one of the commercials. Yeah, great. Firmly grasp it in your hand after after Christian McCaffrey fumbles the ball. Can we say that on the air. Yeah, we can. Yeah, it was. Pat Patrick said it. Patrick did say it. Well, thank you for listening to <laughs> Radio Free Hillsdale. He just watched the commercial. Thank you for listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, Outside Source Football. Have a great day, and we're excited for next season in the draft. We'll be back. Don't worry.
Oh, yeah, Congra- congratulations, Chiefs. Yeah, and then, you know, what an awesome NFL season, in my opinion, even though there were a lot of injuries. 100% not scripted. You know? But, like, what a lame way to end it. Lame matchup in the Super Bowl and a lame result. Yeah. Well, more people watched it than any other telecast in history. I wonder right. why that is. End well, it right there, Evan. No more. We're not going to say any more. Go Lions. <laughs>